Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a post-apocalyptic podcast about kids in the hall. <laughs> we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like Tammy. Woo. Tammy! And, <laughs> uh, I'm Trevor Record, and I'm joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. Always make sure you accept a pickle from the queen. Mm. Uh, Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Try not to give fellatio to a pickle you've accepted in front of the queen. And Stuart DC in jail for breaking quarantine. <laughs> I belong here. Current events. Oh. <laughs> Current events. People are going to think I'm actually in jail. <laughs> no, he, he, Stu's not in jail. <laughs> He's in a prison of his own mind. That's true. Crying it's called depression. Dark. So we'll be reviewing episode 12 of season 3, which aired in 1992. Let's kick things off with our sketch rundown. So this week we had cops. Uh, there's a couple cops. Aww. The first one is what they might have done if they hadn't become cops. And the other one is that they uh, have to stop arresting a guy because the shift's over. Oh, and then there's another one where he's sleeping. <sighs> <Ugh. Okay. laughs> And then we had chicken kebab, where a man has to continually eat chicken that he then chokes on and gets sent to the hospital for. Um, and pork once. It sounds dumb, but it's great. Uh, then we had Ed McMahon, uh, where a guy that doesn't look like Ed McMahon shows up, claiming to be Ed McMahon, and then Bruce wants to so kill what's him. What's doing in this part of Saskatchewan? <laughs> then we have Buddy's Search for a New Lover, uh, where... Buddy goes through the list of all possible lovers and eventually narrows it down to uh, Miss Eleanor Parisi, a 80-year-old virgin who uh, can't possibly have AIDS. And lives on Pine Street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we had the Tea Factory, uh, where Kevin is too meek to properly order tea. You bastard. I will say powerful energy out of Mark with that tie-dye shirt and leather vest. (laughs) It is 1992. (laughs) I could smell him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And finally, Tammy and the Queen. It's nothing personal. Tammy just doesn't like pickles. Mm. (laughs) So good. Um... So I wanted to kick us off by talking about the buddy sketch, though, because I, I think it's the first buddy sketch that talks about AIDS, which is sort of weird since it's like the third season. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about this before. It's one of the things that I think we all appreciate about the kids in the hall is they don't tend to talk about anything that's specific to a place in time, you know, current events or anything like that. So it seemed really surprising that he would talk about AIDS and and you know events around AIDS like Magic Johnson uh, announcing that he had contracted AIDS and things like that, um, but in such a great way. Like if they're gonna break, you know, let's call it an unofficial rule of not talking about current events. What could you talk about that would be more that would hold up better uh, 
than talking about the AIDS crisis, the thing from that time period that has had the last, like the longest lasting impact and is kind of the most significant, you know, event to have happened during that time that everyone's going to be familiar with. Right. So, and I think unlike, unlike talking about Ed McMahon. Yeah, true. (laughs) And I think like, and I think the way he talked about it holds up to and is like, is, is walks that fine line of being like a little bit touching, but also like funny and doesn't, you know, uh, I, I think deals with it. Like, it's weird to say Buddy deals with it sensitively, but like, you know what I mean? When no, so many Buddy no, bits no. are so over the top, like this one actually felt like it was dealt with really well. My first feeling on that was it was by far the most vulnerable we've seen Scott yeah, yeah. be in general, and especially for a Buddy character. The Buddy characters usually feel very pre-wrapped and are like, oh, look, Buddy's kind of untouchable and it just does this monologue and is kind of a shit. And this one felt very vulnerable yeah i mean like you could actually he's making jokes but you you can kind of that you can hear that there is a little bit of fear there i think you know and it's like and and whereas in other sketches i find the kind of humor tinged with darkness like it makes it funnier in this one like it actually felt a little bit like oh like oh buddy oh scott you know and you're looking out for them a little bit did you guys think of anything about the recurring shooters joke where, like, the various patrons are just completely wasted and Buddy has to be like, yes, yes, shooters, off you go. Was that, do you think that was just mm-hmm. a throwaway framing gag or do you think that was to be like, everyone's getting wasted because it's real sad in the community right now? Oh, I think both. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't clock Maybe. that at first, but that's a good point. I, mm. I didn't clock it either, but now that you say it, I immediately believe it. It's now canon. <laughs> Woo! Now, it does occur to me that this might be the first time that a nationally syndicated television show made an AIDS joke that was tasteful. <laughs> yeah. Taste? Yeah. yeah. Is, is, is kind of more about your own anxiety about going out and not, a yeah, not just about the mere existence of AIDS being an edgy joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the, if you think about what other shows made, you know, jokes or had bits about AIDS, a lot of them didn't show up until, later in the nineties, like Seinfeld had like jokes about like kind of the AIDS runs and things like that. And friends had, you know, they would have jokes about AIDS where it was like, Ooh, don't get AIDS, you know, like kind of shitty jokes and things like that. I don't know if there were other shows earlier, like around the same time period that were doing anything like this, where it was actually kind of sensitive about it or, and, and, and certainly not other sketch shows that I'm aware of, you know? Well, it's, it's interesting to like, not, I mean, I, I feel for most of us, maybe not you, Hans. <laughs> we weren't. We were too young, I think, at the time to kind of mm. have clocked, clocked all of the um, popular culture at the time like this. But you know, you for for the most part, like you know, we have to rely on secondhand information about about everything going on at that time, and in the almost the way that he, you know, you. <laughs> As millennial snowflakes, always, you know, he started going through the list of people who he said he had to avoid. Um, <laughs> in order to not contract AIDS. And it started to feel a little dicey until, until he said, oh, wait, it's everyone except for this old woman. Um, (laughs) You know, like I I was, because of the whole COVID-19 stuff, I was talking to my mom and she's like, oh God, like she said, it was starting to feel like the beginning of the AIDS crisis because when she, she remembers that happening, it was like, she said, people were just scared to talk to each other. And I think that speaks to this kind of, um, this anxiety that we're kind of feeling is underpinning this whole, this whole sketch. Um, is just like no one's no one's no one's free and i know i know it's very different of course it's very different but just like well no 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 it's 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 definitely a thing to think about because it's like it was a big deal that princess diana shook hands without a glove for a person who was positive 
Yeah. Which is funny because like COVID is actually virulent and can yeah. be spread that way, and AIDS is actually extremely yeah. not virulent and is hard to contract. Not you know what I mean? Like it's it requires a lot more intimate um, fluid exchange. But people were freaked the fuck out and like wouldn't leave their place and yeah, like insisted on wearing gloves everywhere. They this would have been. Feet, I'm yeah. trying to think now. So this would have been when George Bush was president. So this would have been after Reagan. So like AIDS would have been because Reagan did talk about AIDS, but not until like basically he was out of office almost. So yeah, um, yeah. So like so it like, would have yeah, been yeah, out yeah. in the public consciousness a bit more. Like it wasn't it wasn't the like government continuing to completely ignore it, but it was still very much like stigmatized. I'm trying to think when Degrassi High <laughs> did a whole no, but they did a whole bit. Uh, one of the characters got AIDS, and it was like it was. Uh, and it was like a, a plot arc for that season. Or like serious yeah, topic. Yeah, it would have been around the same time-ish, I feel like. L- look, I, I'm not trying to argue that AIDS hadn't been on TV before, because it had been, but it was almost always either like kind of tasteless yeah. humor or very special episodes of, of more serious, dramatic. Yeah. Well, and especially a lot of the, the take was like, look at how it's terrifying the straights. Yeah, well, exactly. Isn't that scary? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It would be either, like, dramatic or it would be, you know, in bad taste. And this was probably the first thing to really properly walk that line. So moving on, our second segment, I I wanted to talk about just the Tammy sketch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which also had the queen in it, so it was uh, double-packed with some goodness here. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I really kind of stuck out in my mind was just the kind of awkward queen is touring the colonies sort of vibe you get from it (laughs) it's just like tammy has to appear to meet the queen while while they're at a pickle factory it's um it is it got real canadian okay i will say i mean that that guy who who presents tammy he is a john candy lookalike right Mm, right anyway and but then you then you go straight into a governor general and they're like you're like wait 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 how Canadian are we getting here? And then the fucking queen comes. Then you're in the oldest pickle factory in Ontario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're just being bombarded with things. And then then there's a Confederate flag somewhere in the background. And you're like, why? Wait, don't forget, Kalina, <laughs> that we're confused. starting off this whole like sketch at a mall in Kitchener. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite, one of my favorite throwaway visuals for that was the Tammy fans awkwardly bopping on the stairs in the mall mm-hmm. in Kitchener. Oh. Good. Yeah. Real good. But there was also some really great crotch shots of the backup dance. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which I can't. I can't claim is Canadian, but I will. I will mm. delight in it. The other thing that I thought was cool about this ep- or this sketch was the um was with the governor general like presents Tammy the opportunity to meet the queen and is like, oh, you're gonna meet the queen, and you have this sense like, oh, she's gonna get a one-on-one audience, and they're gonna ha- the queen wants to meet Tammy and her star power, and then it's like, no, there's here a is a regular worker. Here is uh, someone else, and here is a Tammy, and she, and it's just like, oh, hello, <laughs> like that's yeah, really it was the, just the extent a, a of the entire interaction. Argentina. Yes, that's right, the writer from Argentina. Write what you know. Um, I know that was very much a callback to uh, the that Kevin Cold open a while back, where he uh, it was the novel that never got finished. She's like, hmm, ah, write what you know, write what you know. Lunch <laughs> What do I know? Right. What do I know? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, good Easter egg. I the thing I loved about this sketch as well, just the the concept of the governor governor general. I mean, the governor general is a thing that exists, but I feel like it may be unique to Canada, even amongst the colonies. And so there's just like such a special delight in having a governor general on the TV, you know. <laughs> and Mark 
Mark, I think, does a very good governor general. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, nowadays our governor diplomat. generals are like, you know, cool, trendy people. You know, we have like Julie Payette, a former <laughs> astronaut, as our governor general. But back in the 90s, your governor general was always just like some vaguely pompous old white guy who could pass as basically be a Canadian who could pass as British, you know. So Mark's governor general felt like very perfect. I'm not sure if our American listeners actually understand what a governor general is, but they're essentially the representative of the queen in Canada. We have this weird thing in our parliament where our democratically elected representatives will create a law and then vote on it, and then it will become law, except it doesn't actually come into force until the governor general goes and signs it at the leisure of the queen, which is like... Mm-hmm. The representative almost certainly has to, but we still go through this thing where it's like, he's going to give it a look over and see what's but what. But every so often, the governor general has to make an important decision, like, are you allowed to pro-rogue parliament? I like, they, how, I like how you guys are assuming we it. have American listeners. Yeah, right? We have listener. We have fan. I, I think <laughs> we have. Ricard, Ricardo's not Also, not Hans, I, think, hey, I didn't want to. Hey, we, I will have you know that someone on Twitter said, when is the new season coming out? So we have listeners. Hey, when's the new season coming? <laughs> thank you, thank you listeners. No, we agreed that we would do all of. Tell us where you're from. We would from. do all of our Twitter there voices are... like Gavin. So it's like, hey, when's the new season coming out? Hey, uh, what? are you guys going to be releasing any new episodes anytime soon? What are you doing? If you bring one out, I'll, I'll eat an onion. <laughs> also, Hans, there are so many governors general in the world. You are so, so wrong. Are there really? Canada, oh, Australia, well. India, South Africa, New Zealand, New oh, France, so it's all the Bahamas, okay, Jamaica, Malta, Papua it's all New the Guinea. Co- I get it. It's the Commonwealth. <laughs> Granada. Okay. St. Lucia. Okay. <laughs> Granada. <laughs> Um, also, can we talk about how Dave's hair is great and, um, I, and the, as a reporter in that episode? I liked. D- he looks like I liked Archie. Dave as a ginger. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, they keep they keep in all these Tammy sketches. They keep Dave as the like intrepid reporter with the weird hair, and they keep Kevin as the like kind of like vapid uh, entertainment journalist reporter person. And that mm-hmm. speaks slow like a Canadian. Yeah. yeah, and I like I like both of them. They're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Um, do we also love Tammy's songs? They're the same oh, song. Yeah. They, they're always no. the same song. No, yes. no, they, they have different the lyrics. No. Perhaps. Yes. No. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Also, did you guys clock that the um, that the uh, tabloid newspaper that kept sullying uh, the the names of both Tammy and the Queen was called Toronto Moon? Ooh, <laughs> that was real. Oh I, like my that. god, that's awesome! I had oh, not noticed that. Oh my gosh. Deep I, cut, I, I, deep I, cut, kids. I really liked how the audience went nuts when Scott came out as the queen. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. They said, you're going to meet the queen and appears for a second and everyone just lost their fucking minds. Yeah, and I mean, there is a real moment when Tammy does not want to put the pickle in her mouth and starts just giving it fellatio by accident because she can't put it in her mouth and keep popping it out. And all of the audience that is waiting for her to have a lovely meeting with the queen is like urging her to just bite it. <laughs> like with the their, with their mouths, miming. they're just like making bite, Topping. bite, bite motions. And it's just, it's so bad. You're just like, everyone wants you to just put your teeth into it. No, fillet. Does anyone else think that was intended to be a joke about like, like a casting couch kind of joke? I think it's just that she's vapid. Yeah. 
But you know what I mean? It was like, oh, you don't know what to do, so you just start sucking on the pickle. You know, like I, I don't didn't, know. I didn't take it as that, but you go where your mind takes you. No, no. I mean, I like I. I just was wondering <laughs> no, if they were it. trying to make the cheap joke or not. Like I didn't. Anyways, it it's, it 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 briefly was like, oh, is that a cheap joke? And then and then it was. I over. mean, Hans, it feels like it feels like you're waffling between a cheap joke and a much cheaper joke, but both <laughs> yes, are in the same yes, realm. Yes. yes. How She's cheap, still I guess the question is, how front. cheap is the joke? Yeah. What one thing we yeah. brought up in passing that I we, I'd like to bring up for audiences is it, she doesn't just fillet it she fillets it kind of badly, <laughs> a little bit limpidly, and then spits it out onto like the a really half-assed blowjob, uh, and that 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 performance brings us to our next segment, which uh, is who? No, I have more to what, say. What else do you have to say, Kalina? What could you possibly Can, say? Look, what is amazing is at the end that the that Tammy and the Queen have their sort of reunion and and forgiveness moment in a laundry <laughs> oh, yeah that is pretty good where neither like you'd think sort of a teen teen quote mark celebrity or the queen would be actually in public and the, the fact that it seems like the governor general is doing the queen's laundry he lights her cigarette too the queen is just a single ermine like shawl or something oh no it's several furs it's a bunch of furs and she's yeah. just putting them in the laundromat and she's wearing a trench coat and a tiara which yeah. is just glorious <laughs> and how tammy says i like your hat and she's like it's a tiara but thank you <laughs> she's mm-hmm. very gracious because otherwise it would be common um that was good i also loved the queen's hairdo after they go shopping together and the queen has a tammy hairdo uh in yeah. the audience mm-hmm. was great too so good jump jump <laughs> throw a ball hike outdoors outdoors. <laughs> outdoors and still crotch shots which i appreciate yeah we all love the crotch shots i can't see that not think about the like robin sparkles Canadian mm-hmm. jokes from How I Met Your Mother and just being like, uh, yeah, yes. you go and play a bunch of mid-level mall venues because you're a pop idol in Canada. I I'm bet they ripped that I'm also assume while that is a very wide trope that that was taken from Kids in the Hall. Absolutely, I will yeah. not hear anything else about it. <laughs> Absolutely. It, was, yeah. it, was, it wasn't taken from Kids in the Hall. There were just a bunch of teen pop idols that would do that kind no, of thing. No, it was not stolen just, from Tammy. Not just Canadian, yeah. though. Like I Stolen think, from Tammy. Okay, uh, I, I want us to now move on to our best kid, worst kid segment. Not because I think anyone was bad, mm. but I think that there's like very strong contenders for best kid. Uh, oh, yes. Um, and I, I'm going to start us off by saying like I, I think that this may be a, a Kevin episode. I think he, he wins yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, chicken kebab uh, and also Tea Factory were both just real solid Kevin anxiety uh, sketches. So that I think he's going to get it. But... Everyone else has a pretty strong argument in favor for them, I think, except maybe Dave, who just was only in the chicken kebab sketch. Uh, he was yeah. also yeah. in the McMahon sketch. I really, I really, yeah. Kevin is uh, top for me, though, because of Tammy, both Bruce and Scott are, are you know, runners up. And then, I mean, Scott, obviously, in that in that sketch where uh, he's, he's doing that amazing buddy monologue, too. But, I mean... Kevin both uh, in we recently uh, did episode six. He was super solid. And, and I think he, he's just he's just so he's going over the top of things without being sort of a bit too self-effacing. And it's amazing. And I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Give I me think, a T, you, you bastard. You bastard. I think Kevin is at his best when he's not like ex- like trying to make apologies for himself while he's doing his bits you know what i mean mm. um and this this episode was great for that because in chicken kebab he actually has like a weird 
confidence a, a couple of times, which is like really rare to see from Kevin, and actually made it really Tons. like it was. It felt different. It felt funny. Like it was good. It was a good look for him. Um, and like his whole got to get back on the horse. <laughs> if I don't <laughs> eat chicken now, I'll never eat it again. <laughs> it's just, that was such. That was such a throwback to s- don't put salt in your eye. Well, it's not don't a throwback. It's a throw forward eye. to it. <laughs> oh shit! Oh really? Yeah. Since yeah. Oh. We haven't had salt oh, in the eye yet. No. Oh no! But then likewise, you you've spoiled that episode for people. Well, and then I was gonna say, so that's that's chicken kebab, and then in Tea Factory, he does the like the timid Kevin, but it's not like the timid Kevin where he's like always just shrugging his shoulders, being like, I don't know, I'm Kevin. It was like it was a very specific kind of bit character thing of just like yeah. very quiet Kevin. A very he had there, the, there he was, had a hunched there shoulders was, thing. It was good, but there was a weird confidence in Tea Factory because he's like, I yeah, I did ask you. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. very self-assured. He's just like, I don't understand why you keep making me do it. You keep me, give me, well, and he me. gets handed the, the megaphone, and he still is like, I would like some tea, please. And it still comes out somehow quiet. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. And finally, when Mark is giving him his tea, and he says, chamomile tea, and he looks back very judgmentally, <laughs> and then he says, you bastard. <laughs> the weird hand-holding at the end of that wasn't great, but uh, but no, I, I, I think I think Kevin gets best kid. Scott, Scott, very good, but Kevin, I think uh, I've been rare to give Kevin best kids, but I give it to him for sure this week. I, also wanted, I wanted to point out how great it was in the kebab sketch that they had to keep taking him to the hospital because no one felt confident enough to do the Heimlich, <laughs> and even then... The doctor, Dr. Foctor, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, is like, well, we'll get him in a room and use the right equipment. And, like, they just have to keep getting him on Heimlich machines or something. I don't know. It's cute. I did like the, the paramedics. Uh, well, it, Ken's new, and I'm only two for five, so. <laughs> oh, it's very good. It's just like there's good there's good like camera angles on Kevin's face where he's just like gotta get back on the horse. <laughs> gotta get and you back just, on the you horse. You see the sparkle in his eye where he just he really wants Ke- to try. Kevin is a master the- of pretending to die too. True, That's his true. physical yeah. so dramatic. The choking he really he really dragged that out without making it dull. I yeah. really liked the timing of the editing in that where he's like yeah back on the horse and then it immediately cuts to him in the hospital again. <laughs> like there was a lot <laughs> of really good, good like delivery. Yeah. yeah. Stu, did you give your best kid? Is it is it also Kevin? I didn't. I was letting you guys talk it over, but it is Kevin. I love Kevin. <laughs> Yay! Kevin, the, Kevin, the, Kevin, you got a Kevin. unanimous uh, set of millennials that liked you for this one episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> On what episode in 1992? Yeah, yeah, a good year. Yeah, I was surprised by how much I liked the tea sketch, and like it, mm. it seemed to really go through. It occurred to me that. The uh, the scene with him and Dave is kind of like a reverse um, Citizen Kane. Mm. Yeah. Where yeah. Dave is is playing the kind of the the Dave is not playing the straight man and is attacking <laughs> him, and then I guess his food goes in his mouth. I don't know. That was kind of gross, but yeah. Doctor- <laughs> I really I really Good thought luck. someone was Good gonna luck. say something at some point. Doctor Foctor. Dr. B. Foctor. Dr. Well, this does lead us to, like, our our final segment, which is uh, everyone giving their standout sketch with a rating out of five. Um, What was your standout sketch to? It's probably going to have to be Chicken Kebab. It's the funniest. It has, like, some of the best editing. I really like Tea Factory, but, again, it feels very stage-y. Like, it was just kind of silly. Unlike Hans put out, it has kind of a weird end. Although I didn't hate the handshake ending because it – felt like we were talking about how he's so meek but he's very unapologetic for who he is that felt like a nice cap 
to that. You know what? It, that ending, that ending was some pretty weak tea. Weak mm. tea. Uh, Low tea count. Tea bastards. Low tea count. <laughs> oh, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about you, Hans? Um. I will also give it to Chicken Kebab. Although looking at my notes, I just remembered another thing that like really makes me think Scott had a great episode because. That that sketch starts with just an amazing fro on Scott, and he just cut like the sketch starts with Scott being like, "Hey, isn't this a great party?" And uh, doesn't he look great? And Kevin's like, "We all know it's you. Stop trying to get <laughs> like fish for compliments." And, and it's just Scott trying to get compliments. Like that sketch has it goes through so many iterations. Um, also, uh, I know we're supposed to talk about best sketch, but I just realized another line from Buddy's Search for a New Lover which was saying that he swallowed my pride because it's still safe, which is just such, uh, <laughs> that's like such a, who yeah. is that ever a buddy line? Anyways. I like that one. I thought it was good. Uh, but chicken kebab. Yeah, I give it to, I give it to chicken kebab. Uh, t- a toss up for me between that and Tammy and the queen. Um, but uh, I think chicken kebab just has more going on. It goes, it has like, I don't know. I, d- I just love chicken kebab, and I and I'm so happy for Kevin to have such a great episode and a great sketch. So <laughs> we're all just pulling for you to have good episodes, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> what about I've you? I've got Kalina? a score to settle with a kebab. As much as I obviously gave best kid to Kevin, I'm gonna give uh, the Tam, the Tammy and the Queen sketch uh, best sketch this week. Um, Fair. I mean, he obviously was in it. He was one of the reporters, but there is. There's just so much packed into this. There's tabloid news. There's the queen. There's Tammy, celebrity and royalty. You can't you can't match that, especially in a laundromat. I think Did I, just rhyme? I think I agree with you. I, I'm gonna give Tammy and the Queen the best sketch. It just keeps going, and it I don't know. It's very kids in the holly, you know. Mm. Yeah, and there's there's obviously. I know none of us have said bad sketch, but obviously it's cops. So oh, anytime yeah. sleeping, cops on, sleeping on the squad appears, car. unless it's like a particularly good cops, do we even need to say what the worst sketch is? Because no. every single one <laughs> of them has very, cops. It's always bad. I was very close to giving it to meet Ed McMahon because I don't know who Ed McMahon is or how different <laughs> he actually looks from Mark. And that sketch just made no sense. And I'm like, okay, so he's just doing this for a sandwich, which I guess is funny, but I just, I couldn't. Uh, all right. Couldn't You're it. embarrassing the rest of us, though. We all know who Ed McMahon is, except for Kalina. We were young. Yeah, right. We didn't experience him, but you should know who Ed McMahon is. He's like a famous sidekick. You're hip. You're cool. You're 45. Trevor, you're there. talking about, like, you're talking like all those people that said, like, Billie Eilish didn't know who Van Halen was or something like that. And you're like, well, she should know who Van Halen was. And it's like, why? She's young and van halen hasn't done anything relevant for 30 years i'm 30 so. i don't know like I'm not to answer your question though trevor i think we we give uh cops the default worst sketch unless there is a worse sketch like that um what was that one the it was not rise of nations or whatever where it was just a bunch of like the kids in a field like beating each other up because someone was like oh, democracy blah 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 mm. it was super dumb that's the only thing that can unseat cops is like a worst sketch in an episode I do like that in the worst of the cop sketches, the sleeping on the car, that Mark's cop sleeps like a little kitty. That was pretty He nice. sleeps like a dog having a running dream. It's That actually is kind of cute. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get docs now. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for our episode 12 review. Join us next week for unlucky episode 13, which will be hosted Woo! by unlucky Kalina. 
In the yeah. meantime, you can find us on Twitter at KivAndTellPod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts courtesy of Hans. Thanks for listening to Kip and Tell. Bye! Bye!